0: Welcome to the College Football Bros. You've got mail. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who is not on Instagram. Uh, Yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who's not on TikTok that would be me trey newman i i have the app but i just haven't actually used it okay it's it's addicting i would maybe recommend not using it because you'll be on it too much maybe the college football bro should get a tiktok i don't know what, <laughs> what we would post i guess we could just I post know. our podcast some people do that but do they i don't know if the uh appetite is there for college football content let us know <laughs> let us know if you would follow yeah. us on tiktok <laughs> might do it um Anyway, uh, last week was a grind. We had six episodes. We ranked the top head coaches. Well, we ranked every head coach in every Power Five conference. And then we did a sixth episode ranking the top 20 coaches overall. So if you haven't seen those, they're on YouTube. You can check those out. They're also here in your podcast app. Uh, today though, we, uh, we kind of made you guys do the work. We, we took some questions on Twitter and Instagram. And uh we're going to get into them right now. So, Trey, what's our our first question?
2: Yeah, from Twitter ETH. Well, <laughs> well uh, from ETH. Tw- tw- that's, <laughs> <what I>, that's, <laughs> that's what I what I'm. I didn't really enunciate that well. From Twitter ETH. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. From <laughs> comma. I need to actually say the comma. Now, okay. So, say you were starting your own team and out of... All of the current head coaches. You have to pick an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and head coach to start your build. But the caveat is you can't use Saban or Dabo. Okay, I like this because I feel like we we may have
1: answered this question. I don't know, a couple years ago, but Saban and Dabo were on the list, so that was kind of an easy pick. So offensive coordinator, I'm going Lincoln Riley. I I didn't even really think about who the other options would be. I guess you could go Ryan Day. Maybe there's someone I'm missing, but uh, he's, to me, the best offensive coach in football and a good recruiter. Defensive coordinator, Kirby Smart. He was a D coordinator forever at Alabama, led some great defenses there and doing a great job at Georgia. And then head coach, I just want a guy who's kind of, he's going to just get along with everybody, raise some money from the boosters, be pretty hands-off because I've got Lincoln Riley and Kirby Smart to, to run the offense and defense. So I'm going Mac Brown. Mm. Well out of left You're kind of like there, he's doing right now exactly yeah like he's he hired some good coordinators and he's just
0: he's recruiting and yeah it's working yeah that's that's a good one mine's mine's very similar here uh, i got a couple of the same guys uh let's see i'm going kirby smart as my head coach uh okay i would i like the fact that he would be able to recruit i'm not I, i'd be a great d coordinator as well but I, I'll, I'll leave him up to uh the recruiting aspect Uh, my offensive coordinator Lincoln Riley. I don't see how you can go against uh Lincoln Riley. Uh, the defensive coordinator. This one was a little a little tougher for me. I'm gonna take Dave Aranda. I think he's got a great a really really good system. Uh, I like. I'm kind of partial to the three four. He said success in Wisconsin at LSU. I think he'll probably do well at Baylor. Uh, so yeah, give me give me Dave Aranda. You like the three four, huh? I do. I mean, I'm a little jelly of Wisconsin, so you know. (laughs) All right,
2: I'm gonna go. My offensive coordinator, I actually am going to go with Ryan Day. Um, I just look at what he's done. You know, people say, oh, he's got Justin Fields. Yeah, okay. But he just, what he did as an offensive coordinator with Haskins was great. And then look what he did this year with Trey Sermon, had some incredible rushing, rushing games. So it's not just through the, through the air. D coordinator, I went with Luke Fickle, had some great defenses when he was with Ohio State. Um, there was a period there where they were always ranked near the top. Um, and now, obviously, at Cincinnati, his fingerprints are all over their their great defenses. And then, head coach, I wanted a raw, raw guy and a good recruiter, so I actually went with James Franklin. Uh players yeah, like was, him. I don't know. Players the other like guy him. He gets a lot out of his teams, and 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 then he, he's totally hands off. He doesn't have to worry about having bad offenses or bad defenses because they've got that under control.
1: Yeah, no, I I think that's a good choice. He's it's kind of similar to the Mac Brown choice. I feel yeah. like.
0: Alright, uh, good stuff. Let's move on to the uh, next question from, it's on Twitter, from (laughs) at, yeah, from at ACC content. Excuse me. Uh, the ACC is obviously a deep conference in terms of QBs, but who will be some of the top weapons in the conference?
2: So I'm going to leave a couple of the big guys, um, to you because I want to go a little bit more maybe off the radar. I'm, I'm kind of, gamble in here but josh downs had a really big game in the orange bowl and w- as a wide receiver for north carolina could be a threat this year to break out since they lost a couple of their top receivers so sam howe might like him and then a couple other guys There's a ton of production lost from yeah from north carolina the running backs and receivers so somebody's got to step up there yep uh and then two other guys from wake actually jakari Roberts robert uh, roberson 62 receptions back with sam hartman they'll they'll continue their uh connection and then kenny walker at running back he had 13 t- touchdowns in a short season he transferred to michigan state well a what while the back. heck
1: <laughs> yeah just but th- that brings up christian beale smith because he's the only i mean i'm sure they have other running backs but he's the presumably the top back so he should at least have a ton of production you would i think.
0: like their other receiver too donovan green yeah they,
2: they've they got some weapons <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly
1: uh anybody else try or i'll i'll see what you guys say okay um for well for some of the big guys i guess justin ross if he is you know yeah. back to himself then he'll be one of the best receivers in the country for clemson um let's see another other receivers zay flowers at boston college is good uh jordan addison for Pitt had a good freshman year um at miami i guess mike harley uh returning but also charleston rambo transferring from oklahoma apparently he looked really good in the spring uh, as far as running backs i'll list i'll list two jameer gibbs from georgia tech was a big recruit and had a solid freshman year and then i'll go
0: oh well i love bam knight at nc yeah. state he's just a yes. beast he is yes. a good one that was yeah. gonna be one of my other guys yeah i had Pretty much everybody there. The only person that I, you guys didn't mention on my list was, uh, Mateo Durant, the running back for Duke. Um, last half of the last, of last year, he, he really turned it on. He averaged 6.8 yards per carry, which for Duke, right? Like pretty darn good. Uh, he had like 817 rushing yards, uh, eight touchdowns. So that was a a pretty darn good year for him. He's going to be a good one. I think heading into next year.
1: Yep. And, uh, Deion Jackson is gone so so he'll get you would think a ton of carries yeah um let's see try anyone else that we didn't catch on your list no we uh we hit a lot of guys i think okay i just got lindsay lindsay dixon <laughs> Linjay <laughs> dixon running back for clemson of course e- etn gone um yeah if anyone if we're missing anyone let us know on on twitter at cfb bros what was
0: the response that we had somebody respond to that piss creederson thing in the discord who who was it uh it, i think it was spartan tie what did he say it was like some other name it was like oh Ir- he
1: replied on twitter to piss oh, creederson yeah. he said uh Fart Pittsgerald instead of Pat Pittsgerald yeah. <laughs> okay. or Fat Pittsgerald, yeah. whatever. Fat Pittsgerald, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Either way. If you don't one.
1: know what we're talking about, uh, yeah. that was in our SEC head coaches episode. Instead of
0: saying Chris Peterson, I said Piss Crederson. So yeah. <laughs> I went through all the coaches names after. I was like, wait, can I think of one that's like that? And none of them were as good as Pat, uh, Fat Pittsgerald. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, next question
1: came on Instagram from t real sugar shane most exciting
0: cfb headlines going into summer question mark uh yeah there's uh, to me uh, there's a lot of exciting qb battles i've mentioned this before but i i really do teams that are not just like qb battles from you know i mean there's qb battles coming from playoff teams teams that have playoff aspirations you now you got lsu of course they could jump uh but of course they made it a couple years ago Texas, mm-hmm. right? We don't know what's going to happen there and they got a lot going back. Uh of course, it's exciting with having a new coach as well. And then Ohio State, I mean, you know, so those top 3 places to me are just like, you know, prominent schools that have a lot of talent around them. They could make they li- each one of them could make a playoff type of run um if things fall their way. So, to me that's a huge one and then another one for me is just, you know, Alabama and Clemson. You know, they've been running for things for a while. They both lose their quarterbacks. Is there are we just going to are they Still just gonna, gonna pan out or is there finally gonna be a year where, okay, these QBs are good, but they're not like Heisman, uh, contenders here. So are those young guys like Bryce Young or Uyunga Lele, are they gonna have maybe some growing pains? Uh, I don't know. Storyline. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I had, uh, I kinda looked more at the conferences and Ryan, you kinda alluded to some of the Big 12 quarterback battles, but I look at the Big 12. ESPN, their post-spring top 25 actually just made the bold move to put Oklahoma at number one. Um, you know, can they actually break through and make, make the title or, or even win it all? Uh, can Iowa State live up to the preseason expectations that they're going to have? Uh, will someone new win the Big 12 title? You know, I've, I've mentioned it before. TCU returns a lot of offensive production, could jump, uh, Sarkeesian at Texas. What are they going to look like in his first year? I mean, there's a lot of, Good storylines in the Big Twelve, and I'll let you go ahead, Mike. And I might list one more.
1: Well, I I also was focused on some quarterback battles, like Ryan, but a little bit lower down the list in terms of, well, maybe not from Texas, but um, kind of semi contenders. And they have they both schools have similar, you know, kind of multiple options to choose from. So at Michigan, you've got Cade McNamara, the incumbent, Alan Bowman, transfer from Texas Tech, and then the five star true freshman JJ McCarthy. So obviously a huge choice for Jim harbaugh like if he yeah. makes the wrong choice could easily be fired uh and then at washington you've got dylan morris the incumbent patrick o'brien the transfer from colorado state and then five-star true freshman sam Heward. there i would i would say morris it seems like a heavy favorite but i wouldn't be shocked if patrick o'brien um won that job you know he was solid at colorado state with you know less talent but uh yeah. We'll see. Apparently, from what I read, at least one article I read, Sam Heward is a pretty distant long shot to start the season, at least at this point.
2: That could change. That was just tough
0: to one writer's opinion. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, well, and kind of going along with Washington, Mike, it, I was just the other conference I was looking at was the Pac-12. We've mentioned it before, but I think more than half of the teams or about half the teams in the Pac-12 are in the top 15 or 20 of the entire country in terms of returning production and including kind of transfer transfer portal experience and so you got all that returning talent I think they're going to be pretty good and and it's wide open it's going to be a fun race you got Oregon USC Washington Arizona State Utah UCLA maybe like a lot of these teams it wouldn't surprise me if they won the conference
1: Mm -hmm. and in terms of returning production Bill Connolly just he only uploaded it on Twitter I think but he just updated his uh returning production numbers and Power 5 you're right the the Pac-12 I think is generally very high. The G5 though started to dominate those upper spots cuz they have so many super seniors, so 17 yeah. of the top 20 um in terms of returning production were non-Power 5 schools. So that
2: that should be an interesting storyline too. Pretty crazy. All right. From Instagram, Aaron Chapman 12 has a couple questions. First off, of the teams that have not made it to the cfp yet in the college football playoff who will be the first to do it and so we actually decided to answer this question in our our latest youtube video so we're not going to do it here on the podcast so you can check it out there on our youtube channel
1: Mm -hmm. and that'll probably be out this episode's coming out friday the youtube maybe friday maybe saturday so subscribe and be on the
2: lookout look for it soon but uh aaron's other question is who is going to have more long-term success at their current school, Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M or Steve Sarkeesian at Texas? Ryan, what do you think?
0: I think you—you know—if you ask this question, if Jimbo was just starting at Texas A&M, then I think you might—it would be a—a a, a tough question. Uh, I think it's a little easier to answer now that Jimbo's been there for a few years and he just coming kind of off of a season where he only lost one game. Right against Alabama, so I mean, what else could he do? He's he's proven that he can win there. He's proven that he can recruit there. Um, it's he seems to have kind of really got a stable footing there. Um, and he's the SEC school in Texas. Uh, That's a huge advantage. Um, and with Texas, when you go to Steve Sarkeesian, like I'm not, it's not like I'm low on Sark. I think he can do very well, but. The last couple coaches they've had there have also came in with some good expectations and then fans thought, oh yeah, this is a good, good hire. We're excited. They were, you know, Herman came in recruiting well. There's plenty of talent, but still didn't work out. So Mm -hmm. not sure if I trust like, I trust Sark, but not sure if I just trust Texas, you know, so I got to go Jimbo. Yeah.
1: I would also go Jimbo. What Sark does have going for him though is he's not in the same division as Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, you know, all those teams, Auburn. And and not in the same conference as you know Georgia and Florida on, on the other side of the, the SEC, so there's there's an easier path for Texas being a consistent top yeah, it's one like or two. OU is their peer. It's pretty much like, OU. Like Iowa State right now is of course really good, but you know I, I'm not sure who knows what they'll look like in two or three years. Um, so yeah, it's just not as crowded at the top in the in the Big Twelve. But for the reasons you said, I I agree with Jimbo.
2: I like to gamble. And so that's why I'm going to gamble on Sark. Um, I know he's a little unproven of course, but you guys just laid it out for me. Just, just right there. I mean, the the competition, uh, is just so difficult for Jimbo. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm pulling for them. I I like the A&M program, but when you only have to consider Oklahoma and then a random school kind of every other year, you know, this year it's Iowa state next year, it could be someone else. So, um, I just think that, uh, the big 12 is there for the taking and and texas could be yeah. the one
1: and he is taking over certainly then compared to tom herman he's taking over a much much stronger yeah. program so yeah like like if yeah. tom herman came and took over this program who knows what would have happened like maybe he would have brought texas yeah. back but he was starting from such a low bar like i think they yeah, were charlie strong didn't leave much yeah and the recruiting had had suffered too so um, that's one thing Sark doesn't have to replenish his talent. They're, they're already
0: like, very talented. Yeah. He's got like four years of like top 10 talent still right on the team right now. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're moving on here to a word from our sponsor today, guys. We got, uh, my Dot com. If you're thinking of like, what do I need to get uh, my wife or significant other for uh mother's day or maybe your mom, also, it could be going for any other occasion, maybe a birthday, all right? Uh, this is a great opportunity. This is a great uh, website and a great uh, business that they have here. So what it is is uh, my front page story. You talk to a professional writer, uh, and they will – you'll talk to them about whoever it is that you want to write a story about. And they'll come up with a great story to help you. They'll, they'll put it in, in in a way that you probably couldn't word it yourself, right? (laughs) Uh, Make it, make it sound a little bit better. Uh, so they'll write a great story. You'll talk to them about 10 minutes or so. They'll send you a, what looks like a newspaper. They'll be on the front page of a newspaper. It's framed. Um, you can give it to your significant other, whoever it may be. Uh, it's just a cool way of saying, Hey, I decided to do something nice for you. I wanted to have a story written about you. It's a really cool, unique gift, something a lot better than maybe what you were originally thinking, um, but it's something that they'll cherish forever. They'll hang it up, and and every time they see it, it's just a reminder of, hey, this was a, an amazing gift and something I'd really appreciate. So uh, if you want to get uh, 15% off, use the promo code BROS15. Again, that's myfrontpagestory.com, and use the promo code BROS15 for 15% off your order. Awesome all right cool all right, let's get back to it guys uh we got another question from uh twitter as from at indy fuel uh is he a nascar fan or no not a not a nascar excuse me a uh what do you call it uh there are uh yeah we're not we're not <laughs> indy cars. <Indycar. Indycar>. Yeah. <laughs> thank you i know that yes. stock cars i don't know what the difference no no no. i like think those. stock cars is nascar yeah i think so like the, the flat ones the ones that go even faster sure we're not the uh car racing <laughs> bros no, no, we're not. Clearly. The Brickyard, the Brickyard 500. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, question is: favorite under the radar matchup you personally look forward to every year or every few years?
1: By the way, I just looked up Indy Fuel, and it is an ice hockey team. Wow. so there you go. Maybe like a awesome. minor league hockey team from Indianapolis. Uh, it, they're in the yeah. They're they. That's exactly what they are. Um. Okay.
0: Wow, you nailed that. <laughs> that's like the first sentence of the Wikipedia page. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I it's mean, wasn't it's not that too hard to, hard to call, yeah. but I don't know. You called it a hockey team, and they're not in the I, NHL, though. So. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have been so impressed. But yeah, it was like, like, hey, the Seattle Kraken. You got the we we got a team, guys. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, it's cool. Nobody cares. That's great. <laughs> All
1: right. Anyway, uh. I don't know if this one's under the radar enough, but uh, being on the West Coast, I think we have maybe an affinity for the rivalries out here a little more than the average fan. I'm going the Territorial Cup between Arizona and Arizona State. That's I feel like over the years they've had some really exciting players, exciting teams, and uh, to me it seems like nationally the Apple Cup and the Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State maybe get a little more attention,
2: so want yeah. to go oh, one yeah. rung lower maybe. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with a game where the last 15 years or so hasn't been all that much, but USC versus UCLA, staying on the West Coast. Again, it doesn't get a ton of national love, or at least in the last 15, 20 years, which a lot of our listeners, that's kind of what they've been predominantly around and the other reason i love this game is because it's it's like it's jersey porn they they each Mm -hmm. wear their home uniforms they get the powder blue and then the red you get the rose bowl or the coliseum i mean yeah when i was thinking about these rivalries though it made me realize how much i miss texas texas a&m it that's a shame yeah for sure realignment sucks
0: (laughs) (laughs) hasn't been good for us Uh, all right. I am gonna go with I. I got a few listed here. Uh, but I'll just go with my top one: Notre Dame versus Navy. I love seeing that game. It's because I mean, you know, obviously most times Notre Dame wins convincingly, but the times where it's a close game, like that, is fun. I mean, it's kind of the ultimate underdog going up against the ultimate Goliath. It's like I don't know. I really look forward to that game every year. I'm always like pumping, like I really want Navy to you know just make it a game. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Notre Dame Navy for me probably under the radar yeah i'll say
1: that yep all right next question uh came on twitter from at dan savage underscore live if the FBS split which 10 g5 programs would move up and which 10 p5 programs would move down stipulation two per g5 league and so i'm gonna add on to that and let's do make it two per power five league as well that are moving down so they'll just kind of swap places and and we'll pair up geographically each conference so mm-hmm. let's go trey you start us out with uh the aac and the acc
2: okay um, it all. <laughs> so i'm gonna move up a couple in the aac and it's been obviously a pretty strong conference the last few years and there's some schools with good geographical footprint to compete up a level but i'm gonna go with the recent top dogs central florida and cincinnati and okay. I don't think you can go wrong there. I would understand if you said Houston or SMU because of their location, but – Or Memphis. Memphis is just their, – their record recently has been good, but I don't know. I don't know. I think the – I considered hoops here a little bit too maybe. I can uh, say that's, that's See, fair. I didn't
1: consider hoops at all, but I guess – That's fair. He yeah. he said FBS, so – but but if they did move, they probably would move in basketball. So
2: whatever. Yeah. All right. So those are it. the he schools is. I'm moving up. Now, for the ACC couple I'm moving down, again, this is purely football. Duke and Syracuse really have had about as little success recently. Um, and for Duke historically, especially compared to, to other Power 5 schools, it wouldn't be the worst if they got moved down. Yeah. yeah. Was, was there anyone you considered in the ACC? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I mean – Anybody else? Uh, oh, Yeah like wake forest
0: wake uh, was probably the yeah. oh yeah the next
2: one yeah Dave wake, was, wake was right there georgia tech recently has been bad but they have some history but wake
0: was probably the the next candidate right mm-hmm. all right uh well i got conference usa and they're going to be swapping with some some big 12 action here all right so uh this two schools from the conference usa i'm going to choose are uh marshall if I had a pretty good track mm-hmm. record there, and Louisiana Tech, two programs that have had some stable, stable wins, and it seems like Louisiana Tech, no matter who the coach is, they've just been a a good program, and of course Louisiana, a lot of talent there. So, um so Marshall and Louisiana Tech, I considered FAU and Western Kentucky, but just thought Louisiana I think Tech I think and you Marshall made good more good choices. Produces. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and my the Big Twelve was was hard to to take two down. Uh oh. Yeah, this, this was tough. Um, well, there's I'm one obvious. obvious. What, uh, well, yeah, oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, there's no, one, no,
0: yeah, one. Oh, he I considered mean, hoops though. He considered hoops. Oh, if hoops. you consider
2: hoops, but I'm, Kansas is like a slam dunk, right? Yeah. Oh, no pun intended. Okay. Yeah, see, I
0: considered hoops. This is why I didn't take Kansas. Oh so my God. I considered the whole thing. If I was going to do, if I was going to do football, of course, Kansas. Right. Okay, I'd probably, I'd probably go Kansas and I'd probably go Iowa State maybe too. Whoa. Just, I just,
1: I think Iowa State too, just, uh
0: historically i mean yeah oh yeah would be good i agree the last that. few but. years sure but i don't know yeah yep but the other school that's i was fair. considered would just say push back tcu you know there's there's still a little i could see them moving back down a little bit but so wait what were your two choices then iowa state and tcu yeah whoa okay. that's crazy
2: because then you got like texas tech and uh-huh. um yeah i don't They've know i guess i'm success you're, i agree you're, you're looking at basketball too because kansas and yeah.
1: Just, yeah so if it's yeah football only i think i might have gone yeah obviously kansas and then yeah. i don't know i'm thinking i mean i didn't look into this deeply but i'm thinking yeah. iowa state like
2: yeah, yeah no i i, I don't dis- discount that because of their his- history's been pretty poor
1: yeah mm-hmm. all right uh i have the big 10 and the mac so the schools i have moving up from the mac i think toledo is is kind of a no-brainer they have the best record in the mac the past 10 20 30 years whatever time period you're looking at so second team's tough second team's very tough because the mac and it's kind of represents the revolving way the mac door. is every year it's like yeah it's, it's so evenly matched revolving There's, door yeah i think i feel pretty good about northern illinois which they're bad right now they just went 0-6 so it's not good timing but that one season doesn't erase you know their whole history they have six 10 plus win seasons since 2003 that's by far the most um you know compared to who i was comparing them to and since 2000 they're second in the mac in terms of wins behind only toledo the third place team is western michigan has 26 fewer wins so yeah, wow yeah and that's uh, not not the in conference the that's overall
2: wins but still jordan lynch isn't walking through that door
1: yeah i know they're not in a good spot
2: right now <laughs> yeah no but they are they you can't just use one or two years you know yep yeah all right so then that leads me to the pack 12 two going wait, up wait, and then did michael oh sorry who was your big 10 teams oh i didn't got? get to, i'm sorry i'm oh, sorry oh yeah. I, I, I gotta have teams moving down wow. <laughs> I, was like, about I, I didn't and... want anybody
1: to yell at me so uh, <laughs> Rutgers is an easy one to move down. Sorry, mm-hmm. Todd, from the Big Ten. Yeah. The, the next one, there's a couple, few choices you could choose from. I am going with Illinois, just because they have kind of the combination of being bad now and a bad history. Maryland was close. Uh, Indiana would have been a shoe-in a few years ago. Mm. So I still think they could be a reasonable choice, but they've been, you know, obviously per- good done. good the past couple of years and decent for the last several. So no Purdue, pretty you said, action. Ryan? No, I feel like, I don't know, it feels like they've been decent, but maybe they went through a pretty rough stretch. They did go through by a day. rough stretch before Braun. <laughs> yeah. And it, he, he had one decent year, right? Yeah. It's not like rom has been great, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe Drew Brees is too, they, yeah, I, I, I just know. remember growing up, they Kyle had such great Orton. offenses. Kyle, Kyle Orton. Orton yeah. Brees, yeah. 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 Stubblefield. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. They had some guys. I mean, Illinois, right. Right.
1: they've, they haven't, I mean, they had that one on no, Bowl, had,
2: but. With Juice Williams, other than that, they've been pretty weak. And even the Rose Bowl year, they weren't that good. No. All right. Then that leads to the West Coast. I'm going to take two schools moving down from the Pac-12 and then two going up from the Mountain West. So as far as the Pac-12 going down, historically speaking, the worst records of all time in the conference are Washington State and Oregon State. So, But Washington State, though— I look at their, you know, they've had some good teams over the last 25 years with Mike Price and Mike Leach. There was a couple other lean years, of course, but so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Oregon State. They just, they haven't done a whole lot. So Oregon State's one. Then I'm actually going to go, surprisingly, I'm going to go Arizona. Oh, since 99, they've only had a winning record in the conference a few times. And I mean, Stoops and Rich Rod, you kind of thought they did, they did good, but they just couldn't ever quite get over the hump. I mean... What's weird though about Arizona? I think it's still actually a pretty decent job in the conference. Like, I feel like they're kind of a mini, mini
0: Pac-12 sleeping giant. Yeah, but I, I agree. They I got on that. talent in Arizona. They got the right. Yeah, know, they can get Cali guys too. Like, did you just I, say Cali, so Brian? What I, the did, heck? I did. I <laughs> did. Wow, yeah. that's what people outside of California call it. My
2: mistake. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the pac So the Pac-12 was kind of hard, but. Went that way. And then the Mountain West, the easiest one of this segment is Boise State. Of course, they're moving up. And then I actually think I'm going with San Diego State as my second choice. If this yeah. was maybe five or six years ago, I might have gone Nevada, but the Aztecs have had a winning record every year the last 10 years and they won, they've won 10 or more games for the last six years. It's pretty crazy how, how they've turned themselves around. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's a good one. I could have considered Fresno also maybe move up yeah they had
2: some history there
0: yep uh all right last one we got sec and sunbelt pretty big gap (laughs) (laughs) hey sunbelt's (laughs) moving up sunbelt hey it's true they had a good year this year all right so the two sec teams i mean one is you know gone vandy uh i thought did you consider college baseball though Ryan? (laughs) oh good point point. (laughs) maybe i should second guess that one no. Uh, the second one is, is tough. Uh, cause like I, you know, I don't, ooh, it's it <laughs> tough, but I'm, I'm going Missouri. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I mean, obviously maybe have a something to do with the fact that they're new to the conference. Um, and it, it's not like they haven't had success. They, they did make an SEC title game. Uh, yeah. I, but uh, I just don't know about long-term them being able to keep up. Okay.
1: So if you considered hoops again, so that, did that
0: save Kentucky? If it was just football? Yeah, and then Kentucky, you know, Mark Stoops has been alright, but yeah, yeah, I think the, the basketball-esque Kentucky definitely, like, oof, kept him there. It, it, it was definitely between, uh, those two were definitely neck and neck as far as I'm concerned. Alright, all right. but yeah, Vanderbilt and Mizzou. Sorry, Missouri. Uh, the Sun Belt, I uh, am moving up. Appalachian State's the clear, obvious number one. Uh, and then I'm gonna say Louisiana. Now I think the I like where the program is, and obviously don't have a huge past, but it seems like they've definitely up up the uh ante as far as their support and the money coming into the school for football. Um, yeah, they're they're there. You could have gone Troy had some good, yeah. has had a pretty good run. You know, Coastal's just too too new. I only had one year really. New kid so. on the block. Raging yeah. Cajuns. It's a good name too. It is a good name. So yep, yeah, App State and Louisiana.
2: Alright, uh, that was a fun exercise That was though. fun. Yep. Alright, now moving on to Twitter, at Central Knoll. If you had to compete against your brothers for one million dollars and got to choose the challenge, what is the one thing you know you would beat them both at? Michael, Good what question. lead us off? Uh, so we have never played each other in this, but I am like
1: a hundred percent confident that I would beat both of you. <laughs> iPhone word games and specifically word bytes. Trey doesn't even have an iPhone, so I'm sure he's never no. played it. Ryan, have you ever <laughs> played the iPhone word games? What is that? Like Scrabble, essentially? It's kind of like Scrabble. Yeah, it looks like Scrabble. Or words j- with friends? Well, that's a different. No, it's, it's not words with friends. That's, that's literally Scrabble, but this is, huh. this looks like Scrabble. Word bytes does, but you're just kind of, you have a timer. You have like 90 seconds or something. You have to move around tiles
0: and spell words. And yeah, I've played mm-hmm. it
1: a bunch and. I used to I play would, a I'd game just out. like
0: that. Very fun. <laughs> you probably would. You probably would. You know, yeah. All right. Maybe not a hundred percent.
1: What we're playing right now, like you don't get a practice if we play it right now. Like ninety nine point yeah, nine nine percent. Like, let's do I, it. I've played it let's, a lot. It. Like I know you got to learn the strategy when you're first starting. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We'll
0: all download it and we can go and then we'll see. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh God, <laughs> I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh weightlifting. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean I'm yeah. not I'm not a power lifter or anything like that, but I've done a push up, so <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah Well I've done a push up, but I you know, <laughs> lifting the weight is that's
2: different. Yeah. 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 All right. Well then I'll just go I'll go with golf. Um you guys you guys will of course mention you can beat me on a par three. But, uh, That's true. But give me, give me eighteen Come holes. Down to one Trey, shot.
1: if if life were were a best ball
2: match, then we would have won. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: you guys got that. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay, uh, I was I. You know, I can't say horse. I you know I, I, I'm, a, I'm a basketball guy, but I can't say horse. Trey's Trey's just a yeah. You would, shooter. I
2: mean, you would win if it was a series. You would
0: you would do it, but I can get hot. I've, uh, this past year I barely played, I mean, I didn't play at oh, all for yeah. like over a year, you know? And I, we just, you know, as a coach, we just got back in the gym a few weeks ago, high school coach and I'm shooting in the like, rust off. I knew, yeah, I got some rust, man. I got to knock it off here. Yeah. Ryan and I would play
1: horse in the front yard. Like we'd play, I don't know, 40 games in a row, right? Like
0: a, a lot in high yeah. school.
1: And I would win. What percentage of the time would you say I would win? 0.1 I, I never okay well maybe that's <laughs> right but like but here's the thing i wasn't bad especially when we were playing no. every day like i would make a ton of shots you just wouldn't miss yeah, yeah. you just basically yeah. wouldn't miss yeah i was I in the upwards down. of the
0: 80 percentage range against yeah it
1: was i think it yeah. was higher than that we would <laughs> well, have yeah, some good know. games but yeah i couldn't beat you really yeah. i'd probably beat you once i think yeah, yeah i got sure. lucky
0: yeah yeah, because you said you 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 could shoot.
2: Yeah, exactly. He
0: wasn't bad. Yeah. You just were more consistent. Okay, Uh my, my turn. Next question here. This comes from Instagram, uh, from a CF Bros fan in Finland. Wow, I know that's pretty that's cool. Pretty <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> that, uh, I wonder where he lives in fin- Finland. Finland. Finland? It's,
2: <laughs>
1: it's, Finland. I don't really know many parts of fin- Helsinki. Is yeah, I was gonna say They're I was thinking something. about all I know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but that's really cool. Uh We I know Are we have you, a fan. in...
2: Finished naming the cities. Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. Uh, we got a fan in Germany that tweets at us. We've got definitely got some Canadians, and we yeah. have I know someone from the UK once tweeted at us. If you're listening, not in the US, let us know. Yeah, because that's yeah, really I'd love cool to hear. It's it.
0: pretty sweet. I like that Finland. That's cool. All right. Uh right, four, eight, or twelve team playoff. What 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 do you prefer, I guess, here? I mean, if it were me a few
2: years ago, I for sure would have stayed four and, and that would be the most I ever wanted. But I'm gonna I'm gonna adapt. I can do that. And in this scenario he has four, eight or twelve, I'll say eight. Um I don't want more than that at this point. Because I really don't think anyone outside of the top four could have won a title since the playoff has started. Um, but I will admit it could give a, a couple more compelling matchups and maybe a potential upset that could at least shake up the playoff. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's a good mix.
1: Like the regular season, of course, would still be very important. But we'd be adding – the the benefit is we're getting three more – or four more, sorry – really possibly competitive and fun games at the end of the season like having three playoff games is cool having seven would be i think even cooler now if going up to you know 12 or say 16 then i feel like the playoff games then weirdly lose their specialness like if you got a one going up against a 16 most of the time it's going to be a blowout of course sometimes it wouldn't but um but yeah i think i think eight is a good middle ground and it gives so i like the eight with automatic bids for the power five conferences and an auto bid for the g5 um because i feel like having those 60 some odd schools in the g5 have a chance is would make the season more interesting because then we'd be more interested in in those conferences because we'd be wondering who's going to be the team that's that's in the playoff right yeah that race could be exciting
0: yeah i i I, i'm in the same boat as you mike and i i kind of also like your idea of having the automatic g5 spot um, you know, you think about an NCAA basketball tournament, they have automatic qualifiers for teams that really have no business being there, but it's still, it's like, it adds so much excitement to, uh, the dance. It's you know, it's part of that. It's fun is just having those Cinderella teams that, you know, come out of nowhere. So yeah. And then uh, this also guarantees a playoff spot for every conference, right? So you're never going to have, uh, maybe a couple conferences getting left out. So Pac 12. Hey, they've been left out quite often, in uh, the playoffs. So now they'll get the opportunity to, um, be in there and it just, it, I think it helps that, that conference too. So, um, yeah. I'd go eight. I'm cool
1: with that. A lot of people are talking about college football becoming a regional sport and that the Southeast is, is dominating more and more. Um, so this might help that in terms of at least, you know, of course USC, Oregon, Washington, they wouldn't have won the playoff any of these past few years, no. but just being in it, it just adds interest, you know, on the West coast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Next question. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ryan's no, Ryan, got we got another one. question from our Finland listener. Finnish. Oh,
0: Oh, excuse me. Sorry. So what fan. needs to, ha- yes. yes, what needs to happen so that programs like Vandy, uh, and Kansas can become more competitive again? Um, lightning strike injuries to every team that they ever play. Wow. No, I, wow. uh, a miracle from
2: God. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, you just and i and i say just you need to develop players very well get an up-and-coming coach and then get some breaks along the way and then the last part of course though is you got to have kind of that you don't need a generational quarterback but you need a breakthrough quarterback um it just seems it might seem impossible to say the jayhawks would would be relevant again but remember they had a top five team 15 years ago i mean it's not that ridiculous and and look at what James Franklin did at Vanderbilt in recent history. I mean, he, he started there and parlayed it to Penn State. You need a guy like that or some, some luck along the way to, to do it. It's not impossible.
1: Yeah. And it would help to invest money like the big guys are into your facilities and, and support staff. And Vandy looks like they've, they're about to do that. They just announced some big program to invest in athletics. So that'll help. And Clark Lee, there's no reason he can't be the next james franklin type coach kind of that up-and-comer so we'll see and um for kansas well we haven't talked about this yet kansas hired lance leopold as their, their oh, next right. head coach from buffalo and that's the type of move i think that can help get you closer he's a proven winner everywhere he's been culture builder so yeah. you would think he's gonna i don't know how what heights he can take them to but they're gonna be better you would think dipping back into that buffalo well is, is yeah, kansas
0: that's right turner gill didn't work out but he was certainly less proven yep yep um i would say like michael said about they, they need some big time donors uh to, to put some pump some money into those programs and make them competitive on the maybe more in the recruiting and obviously facilities and you know just like texas a&m i mean obviously it's like texas a&m had the support already but they made a huge commitment and investment into that and it's paid dividends for them so far um, as far as on the field. So, uh, and I, I always say like, I, I like the up and covering coaches. Yeah. But I also like unique style coaches, something that gives you a little distinct advantage as far as that teams don't, aren't used to. So I'm, I'm partial to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a leech at wazoo or yeah, leech like that. at wazoo, maybe an option, maybe like uh coastal type of offense or Georgia Southern kind of a, or Tulane, right. Willie Fritz, those mm-hmm. types of things.
1: Okay, next question came on Twitter from Sierra and she says, who is your favorite of your fans and why
0: is it me? I, yeah, it's a good question. Why, well, why is it Sierra? It isn't. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Ouch. I think we might have just lost Sierra. Oh, <laughs> oh well. Uh, I, you know, honestly, like I, I, I'll go with all of our Patreons. Um, they are huge for us. Uh, we obviously enjoy um, getting to kind of interact with them, but any, it, even beyond patrons, just anybody that interacts with us, mm-hmm. you know, anybody that just there. like tweets at us, likes our stuff on Instagram, just engages with us. That makes it fun, right? You know, like, so, you know, patrons are included in that, but there's a lot of folks that don't do that, that are just like awesome and, you know, uh, support us. So that's a huge one. Just anybody that keeps, uh, keeps it going like that. I completely agree.
2: Now I kind of know why most parents will say they're, their, all their kids are their their favorites and I really I really like I don't, don't have about a, you no yeah, <laughs> besides you uh yeah but between you two there you guys are tied for the favorites yeah but yeah. <laughs> no I I don't have any bias um, Michael might he might be like anti braden or something but. well that's that's true for sure but but no yeah. I actually didn't even think about that Ryan though it is true people who
1: interact with us are our favorites and yeah. like you said it doesn't have to be patreon like I know not everyone you know yeah. is willing to give money to support that's totally fine uh but yeah the everyone that interacts with us we like that and our mom she's actually number one favorite
2: she's listened Mm, to every episode supported us from the beginning amen there all right that leads us next to samurai zach which head coach would you could you oh clear which head coach could you take in a fight fisticuffs only um frank solich I think I could uh that that is my answer as well. <laughs> we all said it. He's seventy
1: six years old. He's like five seven or something. He's probably shrunk yeah, over the years. I
0: don't know, but Yeah. He's getting up there. I'd also go with uh Brett Bielema, just uh, you know, run around. He might have run, his run away, or, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just circle around him and uh don't know if he could get a finger on me, you know. I just qu- quick punch and run away. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know
1: about that. I, I Frank <laughs> I mean, Soul's like, the only one I like could confident. Yeah,
2: maybe Mac Brown, but even Mac that. Brown.
1: I'm, I'm going Frank Solich. Solich <laughs> and
2: Solich is crazy because I'm only going with him because of his his age, but like he's still in pretty solid shape. But I think the True. the speed and stamina would would outlast. Other than that, I don't I don't know. There There's not many that uh, I'd be very confident. <laughs> <in>. No, <laughs> no. Just no. even
0: despite their age, hundred percent. Nick Saban, like I don't know. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, uh, I don't. Not not confident i could do that he's a, i know he's up there but mm, let's we'll stay away yep yeah all right moving on uh from andrew tay uh hey guys i have a question about a hypothetical timeline of last season where nebraska breaks away from the big 10 in august of 2020 uh and they'll play as an independent who do they play and do they have a better year than you know what actually occurred so
1: I think our schedule would probably be maybe somewhat similar to BYU's schedule because they were in a somewhat similar yeah. situation. They kind of lost their whole schedule and had to scrap it together. So I think Nebraska probably would have played one or two FCS teams. That's what they were, they were trying to do in the first place was play an FCS team. Probably some AAC, Conference USA, and Sunbelt opponents because those conferences all played non-conference games. Um, and then maybe a couple independents maybe byu liberty army teams like that and then i think the final thing they would have tried to do is schedule some power five opponents so i don't know if the acc or big 12 would have had any slots available but they might have tried that and then as far as would it be a better year win loss i'm sure it would have been because the schedule would have been yeah. easier but i don't know if people really would have given nebraska credit for it rightfully they, sh- they shouldn't have like if they go seven and three against a crappy schedule I guess it's better than going three and five like we did, but
2: I don't think it would have moved the needle much. Yeah, and I mean, no matter who they play, it's kind of funny. The Huskers recently, they have a way of playing to their opponent, and if it looks like they're in a game where they're going to win comfortably, they make it harder and might even cough up a victory. So I'm not even confident. Depending on how bad the teams they played, I mean, because it probably would have been forced to be a an almost all G5 or FCS schedules. So we'd see, and and like yeah i mean i'm glad we didn't it have to play byu been, last year like <laughs> that would have
0: been yeah, yeah coastal good. you know or yeah app state whatever like yeah yeah i i think um honestly just the way things have gone i think it, it might have been worse not not the record but just the way people looked at it because we would have lost some games against some teams that are like oh you guys lost to them you know mm-hmm. like even though it might not have been a bad loss but like still like we coastal probably would have whipped us, you know. They and so like you lose that, even though they were good. It's still like, come on. So I think that people would have looked at that as like, oh yeah, Nebraskans, they're still falling. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: All right, well, that was my bad putting that question last. It was a great question, but it was just kind of a downer for us personally yeah, based downer. on our answers. Wow. <laughs> but but that was a really <laughs> good episode though, and uh, we really appreciate it's a good question. All those questions, yeah, very good questions. And that was only half of the questions we got. We're gonna have. Uh, a patreon episode coming out today or tomorrow uh with the rest of the questions so that's patreon.com slash college football bros if you want to support us and and get our our backlog of episodes there um and like trey said earlier we've got a youtube episode coming out very soon as well uh answering the question of the what is it the five we ranked the top five most likely teams to be the first make their first playoff yep so thanks for listening See you next week.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.